0: Pop-Up Podcast from the Devil in Detail. I'm Rob Parkinson and we're celebrating Sulfur Red Devils Challenge Cup semi-final victory against Warrington Wolves. We got to speak to Chris Wellham and Chris Nan Inu uh, after the game and they told us all about the game and uh, the Salford's Challenge Cup victory. So here's Paul and Chris Wellham now talking about that. Damn.
1: I'm delighted to say Chris Willem has joined me fresh from the win on Saturday against Warrington. Chris, what what a great game that was to, to play in. How difficult was it in those conditions, though? Because it was horrendous weather wise, wasn't it?
2: It was, yeah. I said it was a, a massive win, a great win for us. Um, but you know, the weather, it was, it was all day. Uh, it was like 24 hours of rain, constant. Um, it wasn't nice to play in. It was wet and cold. But um, credit, to our, credit to our boy who had one, one job, one focus. Uh, okay, through the other end of it, but yeah, I said it was a, a tough game to play, especially at the back because the ball don't get thrown around as much. You know, about one, it's more a middle game up the middle. Um, so yeah, not not so much involved.
1: A weekend, but you no, know, getting away with the one massive. Yeah, it was a difficult game, wasn't it? Was there stages in that game where you must have had to be tough mentally? You know, going ten points behind there, you know, I don't know how long was left—about fifteen minutes or so to go. That must have been mental toughness there to stay in that game and keep fighting because you've gone behind in a lot of games this season. You know, the Catalan's Cup game and and come back—is that something that that what Old Drums into to never give up?
2: It does, mate. Yeah, that, that's what I don't think. never really give up and try and defend it out. And, as you said, there was were was moments in that game where we could have easily found a towel in, uh, early on in the game. We went 8-0 down and we had Tyrone um, in the finland as well. And, you know, we could, we could have found a towel and then it's tough, it's wet, it's cold. But, well, we didn't know about 12 men. We could have made a bunch of excuses if we wanted to, but you know, we're stuck at with it. We're, we're, no, we know we can play rugby and score points when we get the ball, and we're getting
1: our fair share of the ball. I think there was one point in the game I thought was quite pivotal, you know, just before half time when Warrington had scored and Chris and Inu did a short kick off, didn't he? And we got the ball back and, and kicked a penalty goal there. What did what all say to you at half time? Because that, that got you back to within six points of Warrington then. So you you, wouldn't, you weren't giving up, you, you were hanging on their shirt tails all the time. And was it quite a, a tough sort of half time talk from what or, or was he quite pleased with what you'd done?
2: No, yeah. What we're pleased with what we've done so far is so we had a bit of adversity against, you know, a few penalties, and we were, we we're giving cheap ball away in our own end, but one in the sin bin. And coming at our time, you know, six points down, we were happy with ourselves. You know. I don't know if people could, could tell me if you've been there, there's a little bit of a well more than a little bit of a breeze as well. And we was going against that in the first half, um, mm. so you know, we, we keep coming in six points behind at our time. We were dead happy with ourselves what I was happy um with what we've gone through in that first half and as I said we seen our first year of all.
3: And completely else in, in good field
1: position. We knew we'd come over top of them. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Like you said, it was it was raining because I was sort of sat quite high up in that stand, and, and the wind was blowing right in. And I had like a table in front of me, and it was getting wet through. So it, you could tell how how funny the wind was really. And yeah. There was quite a lot of standing water on the pitch as well on the side. What was it like on the pitch? It was not too bad because I noticed when the ball the ball didn't seem to bounce. It just seemed to hit the surface and sort of stay there. <coughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, there was, there was patches of of the pitch there where puddles had formed, um, but you know, as I said earlier, you, it was raining from the moment I woke up in the morning till I got home on the night, like literally 24 hours raining non-stop, so it was, it was very wet and I said there was, there was puddles scattered around the pitch, which made it quite tough.
1: Yeah, well, what what was it like when Joey Lussick went over, though? I mean obviously he had to defend that afterwards, there was a couple of minutes to go, relief all round, it must have been must have been massive for you guys, that great result
2: man it was unbelievable I didn't actually see Joey um, ground the ball so I went well, two shots I was running over to him to try and celebrate just to try and con the rest but Joey Joey said yeah I definitely got it down and obviously went to the screen and checked and obviously he did so man I was buzzing I was, I was, in, I was I couldn't believe it
1: well the ball I know the ball went out wide to your, your wing earlier on in that set and I thought I thought you were gonna finish something off there, but yeah, like you say, Joey Lussett going over and I don't think there was any doubt in that. he looked to me like he'd got the ball down. How long was that that couple of minutes after that? It must have seemed like an age there with Warrington coming back at you and defending, but you know, what what a great result, what a great cup tie and I think both sides played played a really good brand of rugby in the conditions really.
2: They did, yeah, and I was the weather was was horrible and I say you can't really throw the ball around as much if you'd like to. Uh we both tried and, and tried our hardest we did. Um, but as it gone back to that when Joey scored, I said it was like three or four minutes left, um Moose most Lee and and said to us like we've got to defend we defend two sets and we're off to Wembley. That's all we have to do. Defend two sets and we're off to Wembley. So I think everyone got a real a real like belief out of that and reacted got a reaction from that comment you know, we'd we have been that last four or five minutes and defending what
1: Warrington brought us. Does it just show you sometimes about like the, the belief of this Salford side? I mean I, I I watched the Warrington players coming down the steps to go on the pitch and you looked at them and you thought, God, there's some star real star names there and I'm not not that I'm being disrespectful to the Salford players one bit, but it just shows you you put your mind to it, you guys. You're a special group of players, aren't you? you proved that this season, you proved it last season and, you know, that must be, is that Watto's influence again? Does he, does he give you that belief and that, does he make you sort of raise, you know, a, a foot taller than what you are and, and fill you with confidence? He does, he does,
2: yeah. As I said, um, looking from the outside and if you're not involved in Salford, if you're a neutral fan, you're looking at Warrington and you're saying it's an easy win for Warrington. Um, if, even I'd say that, looking from the outside, if someone playing for Salford, you'd back Warrington all day long. Um, but, you know, me being part of Salford's group and what I know what what was about and what the team's about we believe and prove that we can beat anyone in that league and we've proved it on numerous occasions against the grand final last year and this year now to the Challenge Cup final and it is, it is Water um, as it's been said numerous times last year, this year um, it brought players in that people probably think that their career's over or they're not at the best no more and he, he brings them back to life and it's he, come out with me as well uh, you know, I left KR, probably not playing my best rugby, yet, I had a year in Championship and water brought me back, back to Super League and I've I, I no, no doubt I've played my best rugby, my best four years of rugby here, my whole
1: career under water. So you're going to get the chance to play at Wembley, hopefully again if you're named in the squad, I'm pretty sure you will be mate, you're going to be playing these Rhinos who, who last played at Wembley five years ago against KR. you are in that KR side that day it was, a, it was a very difficult day for you, heavy, heavy defeat. Have you got unfinished business with Leeds? That must be playing on your mind, you know, to go there and, and put things right for, you, for yourself as an individual as well as a team player.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, going back to 2015 when I was at WKR, um, you know, it's weird because in the semi-final that year, we played Warrington. Uh, we beat Warrington and we played Leeds in the final. Uh, and this year, we've obviously beat Warrington in the semis and Ligas again in the final. So, definitely got unfinished business. You know, I'm not getting any younger, probably giving my, my last year, uh, probably with a chance to win this cup. So, we've, we've said got to be probably a few of the other boys that might not get another chance to win the cup. Uh, because Flash is retiring at the end of the year, so it'll be his like last chance again. So, you know, we've got an all out to turn our artists and, you know, we want to bring that cup back to Salford.
1: You just saying to me before before we started the interview, you had to drive back to to Hull, didn't you, on on Saturday night after the after the match? So you probably didn't get much of a celebration. What was it like when you got back to to Hull? Was it a cup of tea and and bed? Was it that sort of? Uh, I bet it was, because it? it's a long, long yeah, well, drive, went. isn't it? I, I got home uh, and the kids and Mrs. obviously in bed because it was late, and you know I,
2: I sorted my bag out, uh, my dirty, in my boots and stuff, and you know I brushed the teeth and off to bed, and I put I put the lead. Um, Lead
1: Wigan game, I watched the first half of that and fell asleep. <laughs> Mad celebration. <laughs> the rock and roll lifestyle of a rugby league player.
2: Yeah, you know, that's, that's it with me living living back in All It takes me another two hours extra longer than anyone else to, to get home for someone playing over over that side, Lancashire. So, you know, I'm sure the other boys have had a, a, a few quiet beers at home with, with,
1: with each other or the misses or whatever. Yeah, they certainly will. You've got a big game coming up this week against Huddersfield Giants in the in the league. And I, I think, am I right in saying there's a match against Hull KR on the Wembley week? Are we playing the Wednesday night? Have I got me fixtures? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've got two tough games now before Wembley. Yeah, yeah. No, I'd say we'll
2: play um, Huddersfield this Thursday night, which is tough day. You know, they're they're full of confidence at the minute on a on a four-game winning streak, whatever it is. Um, and you know, the following week, yeah, we'll play midweek and then. Wembley weekend. I think they're about to change that OPR game to the Tuesday to give us a, an extra day rest. Um, but you know, I'm, sh- I'm sure we'll will, will be smart about it and look after the, look after certain players. I sure did I did previously against Warrington
1: Yeah, I'm sure he will, mate. I suppose it's one of those, isn't it? You're going to rest players, but you can't sort of have too much rest because you want to go into that. You don't want to be going into that Wembley final undercooked. You want to be ready, don't you? And, and battle hard and then ready to play.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I understand that as well. I know as I said What What is a smart look and he'll he'll do he'll know what to do as he did um against that Warrington side a couple of weeks ago. Uh, last week before the before the semi final. He, he he rested a lot of players and, and looked after us and we went into that semi final that weekend, you know. Good, I thought, you know, but it but it looked like we've been rested for a week and we got the result and got the job done, so I'm sure what I will know what to do again.
1: Well listen Chris, it's been absolutely brilliant to speak to you again mate, all the best in the next couple of weeks, you you keep yourself fit and and ready for Wembley mate, and I I just hope you get the result at Wembley, and you you get a winner's medal, because I think you fully deserve it mate.
2: Oh
0: cheers, mate, thank you, I am so, we'll do our best. So I'm joined by Chris Nant, Inu, Um, welcome to the show Chris Nant. Hey mate. Great, great win yesterday, Challenge Cup finalist, how do you feel?
3: Yeah, good bit so today, but be ready to come uh, grand final time.
0: Yeah, obviously talking about our Challenge Cup uh, run, uh, the Catalan Dragons in the in the quarterfinals and Warrington in the semi, both kind of epic encounters, don't you think?
3: Yeah, um, we had to, we had a tough run to to get to the final, so uh, there's no obviously easy easy way or easy team to to play on the way to getting there. So we we're um, fortunate enough we. We come, uh, we come over um, all those teams, obviously, to make it.
0: Yeah, we obviously we played Warrington uh, sort of midweek before the the game, and you played in that game. Did it affect your sort of mentality going into the game after that victory?
3: Nah, um, same team. Obviously, two different teams, same side. Uh, just, uh, I was just the. Uh, I don't know. I think I've been around long enough to know. <laughs> Able to prepare for each game, but obviously yesterday's one was a was um, a big one for us. So had to switch the mind mindset a little and, and prepare for obviously a whole different squad to what we played against on the Tuesday.
0: What what was the chat like be- before the, the the game on on Saturday?
3: Yeah, everyone was positive. Everyone was uh, nailing what what they had to for the game and um, prepared the way that they used to. Uh, every week so it was just obviously we had a lot to fight for uh, making a final we uh, we have um, Mark Flanagan who's who's uh, retiring at the end of the year as well so um, that was a a big bonus in in winning for him as well and um, I think the main one was for the fans obviously not having them around uh, physically at the at the game but knowing how much it meant so much to them in, in making the final so
0: how, how was it? Obviously, not the fans not being at the semi-final. I suppose it's a totally different experience to what you are used to.
3: Yeah, I think we can hear ourselves a lot more on the field. Uh, our fans are pretty loud and, and vocal, which is which is a good thing, and it's something that we all miss. But um, hopefully, we we see them soon. It's a it's a, it's a whole different atmosphere come game time. But um, yeah, there's pretty much no excuses in not not hearing anything, uh, the plays or the referee and that sort of stuff. So yeah.
0: Obviously, looking back at the the Warrington uh, game, twenty two twelve down at, at one point. What what's going through your head at, at that that type of that time of the game?
3: Uh, we just had to get ourselves back in the grind. Um, it was one of those one of those games that anyone could have won. Obviously, they were in the lead by uh, ten points, and we we just pretty much had to to just play a bit more footy down their half, which uh, which worked well for us, and we got. A, few bounce off the ball, a lot of boys' um, extra efforts in, in chasing chasing balls down, which led to tries and boys making important tackles. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, so the last three games we, we've kind of ground the result out. Um, is it kind of a habit, Farmer? Can you see yourself being able to do that sort of week in, week out in the next few weeks?
3: Yeah, I think we're obviously coming into change of season as well. So, it's a whole different ball game, a um, whole different speed as well. So, each game's different. Obviously, we both teams were probably preparing differently leading into this game, and then arriving to the pitch and having it uh, raining so much uh, changes everything. So um, for us, we just we we enjoy the grind. Um, I think for for us as as a team, we 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 work hard for each other. So that's something that's been uh, installed in in all of us. And and uh, yeah, it's it's pretty much just hard work.
0: Yeah, obviously, you talk about the grind when Joey Lussick sort of dives over under the posts. Uh, what's going through your head then? Because you're the guy who's got to kick the goal.
3: Yeah, I wasn't even thinking about the goal. Um, I was just happy it got over. I could see it from where I was. Um, so, I was cheering. But obviously, having having the uh, conversion to, to make the difference in the game was uh, probably pressure for some, knowing that there's a kick to come still. But uh, Joey being Joey, putting it under the post for me um, made my job easier.
0: Yeah, sort of them last seven minutes, us fans were, were shaking with were nerves at home. But what was it like on the field? Obviously, you're one of the senior players in that in that squad. Uh, was it a perfect opportunity to show your experience to everyone?
3: Yeah, I think it was not only for myself, I think for for everyone out there. I think it was to show what, what kind of team we wanted to be and it wasn't... It wasn't just to tuck the ball under, run and get tackled and finish the game. Like we still wanted to score. We were still trying to bust the line and still trying to finish finish down their end. So it was it was a it was a tough grind at the end and the last seven minutes, like you said. Um I think just like the fans, we, we just wanted the, the clock to, to hurry up and finish, but we still knew we had a, a big job to do. That You're playing Warrington, so they, they can score from anywhere at any time. And, and the team that they had, which we're um, fortunate enough, like I said, to, to get away with it at the end.
0: How aware were you at the time, sort of ticking down? We saw, we saw Joey Lussick kind of like run behind our own, our own pulse at the death. Is it is it kind of communicated quite a lot on the field about how long to go in that situation? Um,
3: you'll get one or two players who look up at the clock at, at a certain time, um, but then you get who who sort of scream out, there's only 30 seconds or there's two minutes, just run, get tackled, play the ball, kick it out, do that sort of stuff. But you get your time when it's obviously at that that point of the, the game, they, they were going for a short kick, kick off, this and that. So we knew we had we had a little bit of time and up our sleeve. So we had to look at the clock at that one point. So we knew we had to just play out one set, finish the game there, and and pretty much, um, yeah, just just hold on to the ball.
0: Yeah, obviously, you look back at the uh, you know the last couple of games, especially this one. You're a try scorer in in the in the semi final. Um, how does that sort of rank in your in your career?
3: Yeah, it's for me, it's. Um, I'm happy to score whenever, whenever I get get the get the chance and opportunity. But for for a big game like that, I'm um, I'm stoked. But I, I still know there's there's still uh, a lot to go to to finish this off. And um, if I can do my part in scoring a try or kicking a goal and, and it helps the team, I'm, I'll be happy with that.
0: Yeah, your ability to catch the high ball, both in sort of attacking phases and defensive phases, is is a fantastic skill to have. Uh, what's the secret?
3: just practice. Um, We do a lot of kicking and catching. I've I've been, like I said, like you said before, I'm a senior player. So um, it's, it's nothing I'm not used to. I think pressure is, is probably one thing that, that I've tried to build along the years in, in playing and, and knowing when to jump, when to leave the ground. Um, Obviously, if there's someone chasing hard, when to just bite the bullet, catch the ball and, and take your shot or, I can catch and, and make a move after it but for myself it's more just do my job first, first first, job is to catch the ball and then see what happens after that
0: yeah because you, your last couple of games you've kind of done a couple of sort of dummy uh, sort of field goal attempts haven't you, it, can, you can, can you see that sort of early and that's why you've gone for it or is it just an instinct that you know when to go and when to kick
3: I think it's just the feel of the game as well um, like I said been, been around long enough to, to know when and when not to go for it or if I, if I see there's a few tight bodies in the opposition, I can have a crack. Or if I feel that they're, they're pushing or they've got a lot of energy trying to get me, we can either pass the ball on or, or, or dummy and go. So um, I think that just comes with, with years of experience and obviously um, just having a feel for the game.
0: Yeah, and obviously you, you kick the goals as well. Is, is that part of, you know, obviously training week in, week out, practice breaks perfect?
3: Yeah, I um <laughs> to be honest, I get my three kicks before the match and that's pretty much it for the week. I try not to I think years ago I used to practice um a lot. Um so but <laughs> before anyone who needs to who's uh looking for tips just make sure you're always practicing, don't be like me. I think I've I've come to the point where I I sort of save my good kicks for the game and I'll get my three practice kicks before the match and that's it for me.
0: Well, I say some players, you know, like yourself, you know, don't sort of practice a lot, but are able to deliver in the big in the big moment. Do you think that the the technique that you've developed and only kicking three goals before is that kind of a superstition, or or is that just the way it's been?
3: No, nah, it's only just been like that the last few years. Um, during the during the lockdown and when I had um, a bit of uh, training by myself uh, on the on the pitch, I, I probably kicked the most I've ever kicked in years. I had I'd make sure I kicked every session so I was kicking maybe 3 4 even 5 times a week um in saying that I I I felt I've I I had enough in me to to know what I was doing wrong or, or what was feeling right and, and my rhythm and in how I wanted to strike the ball and where I wanted to hit it um come point of impact so I think the 3 kicks before the match sort of gets my head ready to to know the wind, the the feel of the field, and 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 how I'm uh, how I'm rolling, and if I'm kicking too much to the left, too much to the right, if I'm kicking them sweet or kicking them too hard, that sort of stuff. So, I think the three kicks is enough for me before the match to to know how I'm gonna try and lay them out come game time.
0: Yeah. So you, you just mentioned the, the lockdown. How was that for you? Obviously, as a player, because it was a long period of time where we we weren't playing, was it?
3: Yeah, it was tough, not only on myself but for others. Obviously, there was others going through tougher situations than I was, so I couldn't uh, really complain in, in how I was going. Um, I think the toughest thing for me was having my partner being away. She, we went over to watch the boys play in Catalan, and then I came back early. I came back after the game. She stayed back to help do some wedding stuff, and. Um, she stayed for an extra week and during that week we got put in lockdown so she got stuck in France and I got stuck So I think that was the that was more of a challenge than finding motivation to train. Um if I ever needed anything I'd I'd ask um my my mates back home for um some 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 training drills or some uh, exercises and that sort of stuff. We're we're lucky enough to get some uh, training gear just before lockdown from our from the club, which uh, obviously we're a bit limited to to how much you can distribute to a whole team. So we just made do do with uh, what we had and and just cracked on.
0: Yeah, obviously, let's fast forward now to the to the to the semi final uh, victory against Warrington What was the the changing room like after the after the game?
3: Yeah, it was. I think everyone was on a high. um you could see it on the field after each try. Um, as soon as the hooter went, uh, the 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 sponsors that were there, um, the staff that were on the sideline, and and walking up those slippery stairs, I think everyone was was uh yeah, pretty much riding riding the wave. Everyone was on the high, and just obviously we we still knew we had a job to do, but um, we enjoyed the moment and and. Come uh, as soon as we got on the bus, we knew we still had another game to go before before celebrating.
0: Yeah, you played in sort of grand finals in in your career. Um, Do you think obviously that's going to help obviously going into a grand final, another big game?
3: Yeah, I've had um, I'm zero from four in rugby league, and I'm one from one in rugby union. So (laughs) this is going to be fifth my fifth league grand final. So hopefully. uh, after this game, walk away with some silverware.
0: Yeah, and you've scored over over a thousand points in 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 your career. Um, obviously, when you look back, uh, you sc- you scored the most points in your career at Salford. Um, do you see Salford as your sort of home?
3: Yeah, um, I think I probably could have got a lot more points, but at at, at, at every club I've ever been at, um, I've I've never been first choice kicker, which is something I would never like uh, go back and say oh I'm better than this person better than that I, I pretty much just as even when I arrived here um, the coach goes do you still kick and I go oh I can if you want <laughs> and then uh, yeah so coming coming here and give, getting uh, given a shot at, at goal kicking sort of just um, brought back a few memories and, and a few responsibilities that, uh, that, that helped me obviously gain as many points as I have in, in just the not even a full two years at being at, at Solford, so um, I'm grateful for that opportunity and, and lucky for me um yeah if I've reached that uh that milestone you you you'd call but um yeah for me it's not it's, it's for me I'm just doing my job
0: yeah we, us, well those fans have been waiting 51 years uh, to get back to uh, to, to Wembley um, chris Nan obviously you kicked the winning, winning goal at, at, at Wembley um, and we could get a street named after you or something.
3: <laughs> that will be awesome but um, as, as long as we win for, for the fans and, and for those that have been waiting for those 51 years and obviously all the supporters now um, I'll, I'll be happy with that. Yes,
0: Big thanks for joining us on, on the devil in the Detail uh, and good luck in the next couple of games. Before you go though uh, one, one last question obviously You've got sort of two more games before before the cup final. It's important, obviously, the players keep the mind going and and don't focus on that final in, in three games time.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, we've still got um, Huddersfield and Hull in between that that game, so we we've got to prepare every game. Um, obviously, we we want to make top four. It's the the chances of us making it is pretty slim at the moment. But f- Salford being Salford, we'll we'll do our best to to try and make it. So we're gonna um do our best and, and play every game as as if it's a grand final. So so come game time, uh in in the next two weeks we're we're prepared and ready to go.
0: Cheers! Big thanks, us, Chris, Nan, and good luck in the next uh, few games.
3: No worry, mate. Cheers for the call.
0: So that was uh, Chris Wellham and Chris Naninou giving us insight on the on the match. Uh, me and Paul will be talking all about in the next podcast and all the big news coming out of the club. So big thanks for tuning in and we'll see you in the next couple of days talking all things Solved Red Devils.